It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927. How many country radio relays, our social media as well. Lots of special guests on the program today. But of course, joining us in the HRV studios, the two big guns when it comes to the communications team, both Cody Winnell and Michael Howard. How, how are you both? Going well, thanks, Andrew. None bigger than Mick Howard. How are you go, Mick? Big gun seems fair, Cody. Yeah, I think we'll carry so. on from there. Very nice You've been hitting the gym lately. They are the big guns you've got there. The sleeves rolled up, ready to rock and roll. Oh, absolutely have to be. I'm stepping into the seat of Toby McKinnon, of course. He tipped us into no alibi last week, Cody. Unfortunately, he went down and finished third. He's been given the, just a brief hole. That little one-week suspension the for tipping us into lose a bit. Look, he was a bit unlucky. It was three wide, the trip almost. And they need to make excuses. It steps it out again Saturday night at Melton's. I reckon Tobes might be tipping us back into it. It's race 10, number nine, if you need one. No alibi. It was actually a real eye catcher. So maybe, maybe there's still a chance. Andrew, Toby does make a habit of that, doesn't he? He tips one one week, it loses. It just happens to win down the track and he still claims it. Well, there you go. I don't think that's uh, he's on his Pat Malone when it comes to tipping like that. Okay, on the program today, Kate Gath will join us shortly. Uh, Damien Burns will take our call and also Jason Lee. So lots of special guests on the program and also uh, Michael Gadsden. So we have a bumper program, but we start with taking the sprint lane to the latest in news, Cody. Yeah, it's the shortest way home. Let's roll. Firstly in Victoria, Jensen, the Michael Stanley stable's been buoyed by the return, the winning return of Rackham Up Tiger Pie, who took out last Saturday night's young Pedro Free for All at Melton. Rackham Up Tiger Pie rated 154.7 and pocketed uh, uh, just under 14 grand for his victory. Stanley will be hoping for another uh, of his stable megastars to make a winning return in Soho to Rebecca, who lines up this Saturday night at Melton in the time-honoured Italian Cup, which is the race that this horse won last year before an ill-fated campaign interstate consigned him to the sidelines for almost 12 months. So great to have Soho Tribeca back. There's more silverware in trainer Emma Stewart's showroom after a successful South Australian sojourn on Saturday night. Two-year-old pandering delivered Stewart yet another Group 1 feature race, taking out the $100,000 Allwood final at Globe Derby in style. Stewart took three horses across the border, all driven by rising star driver Kima Frenning, and all three were victorious. Frenning, a former Swedish Monty rider, is now actually 19th on the Australian National Drivers' Chart. And a large contingent of Victorian trainers will tackle the Elabar New South Wales Breeders' Challenge semi-finals at Menangle on Saturday night. Marg Lee, Emma Stewart, Courtney Slater, Gary and Debbie Quinlan, Ahmed Tabor and Sean McNulty are all among the hopefuls representing Victoria in the semi-finals. Meanwhile, closer to home, the Elabar and Elderbaron Park Rich Vicbred Super Series races kick off next week. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. And Cody... Kicking off our guests on the program today is uh, Kate Gath. She's there now. Fantastic. Kate, welcome to uh, this edition of One Out, One Back. Forgot the name of the show for a second. Good morning. Great to uh, have you on. You've got uh, McLovin lining up in the wagon Apollo this uh, weekend, Kate, this Saturday night. Um, uh, This horse has won seven out of 12 starts since joining your stable, so you must be really proud of him. Yeah, he's done a terrific job, and uh, he's a horse that, um, yeah, I really like, and... um his, his runs, even in the races where he got beat, were all very good, and um, he just, um, he's just, yeah, no surprise to me what he did on the weekend. Yeah, get that, Kate Michael Howard. As Cody said, uh, progression has gone, has been really interesting to see how he goes over these twelve starts. How have you seen him go? And it has been a bit of a long campaign, but in some ways, he seems to have just been getting better and better. 
Yeah, he has. Um, he had a couple of um, ordinary barrier draws, and he ran into Savannah JJ um, on occasion, who was just absolutely flying. So, um, you know, he takes Savannah JJ out, and he would have won a few more. So his runs against, like, even in those races were very, very good, and I, I just think that, um, yeah, he finally, uh, you know, he loves, he's a strong horse, and he has gate speed, and he can he can do it all, really. So, um, yeah, the future looks bright. Kate, I'm fascinated about the relationship between the stable and the Gold Coast man, Norm Jenkin. He owned uh, Tornado Valley, your ID18 champ, of course. He also owns McLovin. Um, this fella clearly loves his trotting. He actually also owns Majestuoso, who we'll talk about shortly, won the home field. Tell us a bit about Norm's association with you guys. Yeah, well, Andy's um, trained horses for him for like over 20 years, I think. And um, a few years back, um, he had a, a couple of years uh, break where they weren't, Andy wasn't training for him. And um, then he sort of um, came back and he was really interested in buying, um, you know, new going horses from New Zealand. And, and um, lucky for us and um, lucky for him, Andy's done a terrific job in picking them out and finding them. And it's just really snowballed from there. And, and we've been really lucky. I'd tell you what, if you're looking for a horse, it'd be good, Mick, to get him one with Norm Jagged. He's got a good strike rate. I would have thought so, aren't they? They're just completely dominating the square gate at the moment. And we saw that again, of course, last Friday night when the Trots Country Cups Championship season come to an end with the Bendigo Bank Trotters Cup. And it was McLovin who took the honours. You would have been pretty pleased with um, that victory by 7.9 metres in the end against a pretty competitive field. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, he did what he did there. Um, I knew I'd probably have to make a move at some stage and um, um, to be able to win it, and we were able to do that. And uh, yeah, I think um, it was a field that was probably it didn't have a Savannah Day Day in it or, or a real standout. So uh, I think that that helped. But it was a terrific run, and it just showed how um, you know how strong he is, and the way he finished the race off on the line. He felt like he could have went. He felt like he could have kept going really. So. Um, those conditions um, do suit him, and yeah, he's, it was just really good to be able to um, pick up a, a feature race because you know a few starts prior he'd just been a little bit unlucky, and he ran terrific races but just got just got nabbed on the line. So we're really happy. I guess the tests keep coming this Saturday night, and what looks like a really good wagon Apollo Trotters free for all, including the return of Big Jack Hammer, who's I think we saw him win three Group Ones last time he was around, but also Mary Law, Kai Valley Blur to to make it tricky for McLovin. You're drawn five just outside Mary Law, Big Jack Hammer, and Kai Valley Blur on your outside. What are your expectations for what looks a really good Group Three? Yeah, you know we'll uh, we'll go forward and. Um you know, hopefully um, you can take a pretty forward position. Um, like you said, it's got a little bit of depth in the race. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing, um, you know, with Big Jack Hammer back and, um, you know, obviously Maori Law is a quality horse as well. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to um, see what happens when we get out there. But I'm really looking forward to it and um, I have no doubt that it'll run really well. And, Kate, what about Majestuoso, who won the VHRSC home field at the weekend? That was such an impressive win. Yeah, he's um, he's a real little excitement machine. Um, I love him and I hate him both at the same time. <laughs> um, he's caused me a number of headaches um, since we purchased him and um, to the point of where I was thinking, uh-oh, um, what have we done here? But, oh, his ability is second to none and I just, yeah, he has so much ability. He's fast, he's strong, he's, he's just, he's got it all and he's just got no bottom to him and he, he's um, he's a real, real exciting horse and obviously he can't make mistakes in the good races because um, you're not going to be able to beat the best ones when you're doing that. But um, I'm, I'm still really happy. Uh, I've got him in our stable and um, Norm wasn't there for a while, but he's slowly coming around now and um, I think he's, uh, he's happy he's got him. But um, for a while there, Norm was uh, <laughs> thinking, what have I done? But uh, look, Andy really just loves the horse on ability and... Um, 
and yeah, was happy to, to purchase the horse. And so far, he's um, he's got most of them pretty right, and um, this guy's no exception. Well, just the last one from me. A lot of what we're talking about at the moment is the Vic Bread Super Series, which kicks off next week. But Majestuoso, don't think qualifies for that. Will we likely see him maybe in the Redwood Derby and then the Breeders' Crown after that? What are the terms, uh, the, the plans ahead for Majestuoso? Yeah, yeah. So just the, um, you know, Victorian Trotters Derby and the Breeders' Crown. Um, we did nominate him Adelaide this weekend for the SA Trotters Derby, but I only got a couple of noms. So, um, yeah, that that won't be going ahead. But, yeah, so just that, yeah. Um, yeah, the Vic Derby and the Breeders' Crown, and he's not in anything else. But, um, yeah, we'll just uh, target the, the feature races and cross our fingers that he does everything right. Kate, always great to have you on. Thanks for coming on this morning on One Out, One Back. Thank you. There to talk about uh, the team there, Mick, uh, absolutely flying, and uh, their record with Trotters going back so far now has just been uh, fantastic, hasn't it? I don't think they've won a Redwood yet either. The Redwood's just the most fantastic day. Tickets are on sale now, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on. But wouldn't that be a, another little cherry on top to actually get that first Victorian Trotters star? Oh, abs- yeah, absolutely would be. And, of course, they won the ID18 last year, which we talked about. So, no, terrific record uh, with Kate and Andy Gath and the Trotters, that's for sure. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Next up on the program is Damien Burns. He's there now. Damien, welcome to One Out, One Back. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Mate, we want to talk about You Are My Sunshine, of course, who won the youthful stakes at Melton on Saturday night. Uh, it was a terrific performance. You must have been uh, thrilled with that early tempo, which was more akin to an 800-metre dash. Uh, were you grinning in the sulky after about 600 metres? Oh, I wouldn't say grinning. I was thinking um, I'm going to be able to keep up uh, with these with these couple in front at any stage. Uh, they, they were burning, and uh, yeah, not till probably halfway down the back straight, I thought uh, I better get a wriggle on, otherwise I may not even catch the two in front. So, but yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shock uh, the way the race was run, but it, it did suit our bloke for sure. And you had to do plenty of work in the run, really, because you were leading that up that second line, the Miragon, which is so perfectly placed on on your back. It looked like it was all there for the favourite to sweep past, but, geez, your fella just kept fighting onto the line. Well, yeah, I sort of thought, um, you know, on, on the on the turn, I thought uh, when we sort of pulled out and uh, tried to skip away, I looked over my shoulder and I thought, uh-oh, um, here we go again, and uh, you know, to the horse's credit, he, he really, he really knuckled down, you know, up the straight. I, you know, early on in his first couple of starts, you know, that that fight probably wasn't uh, wasn't there. But he's a bit of a funny horse. He, he only, you know, he only really races the other horse when it gets right up, right up close to him, and and uh, you know, there was, there was no way he was sort of going to let that horse pass. Where I thought halfway down the straight, um, you know, she may have been all over. Damien, I was really taken by that first up win at Stall. Uh, the horse really attacked the line. He, he went to the front early uh, and, and had a bit of a space, but he actually really savaged the line, I thought. So I reckon someone who saw that replay must have enjoyed the $12 he went up at the weekend. Look, on that run at, at Stall, like previous to that, he, he'd had a, a couple of uh, really good trials in a Ballarat against um, uh, Always Fast. He, he, he chased it home pretty pretty good and uh and then the next week fire up franco and probably had his measure and um over 2200 and i thought well he'll he'll run the distance no worries and when he when he went to stall and and ran like he did 
Um, I think more distance is, is sort of is going to suit him going forward. When you've got a good young one, it's always in the back of your mind, isn't it? That Vic Bread Super Series and potentially Breathers Crown to follow and race series along that. How important was Saturday night just gone to affirming that you are my sunshine is actually in the position to really have a big crack at, at these sort of series? Well, look, that's probably the main reason I drove him on Saturday night. I, I thought I needed to feel, get the feel myself whether he's got what it takes to compete against the, uh, the top class horses. And, you know, he certainly was. Like uh, Mick Bellman, who's been driving him, um, to, drove him to his first couple of wins, uh, said to me before the race, I sort of looked at the, the form and reading the form, I thought, well, how we, how, you know, as good as he's going, how are we going to win this race? And he said, listen, I wouldn't worry. This horse has got a bit of X factor about him. And, and uh, I said, well, I hope you're right. And, uh, you know, he obviously thought a little bit more of him than me. But, and, uh, you know, he, he certainly showed that he's got a, he's got a little bit there for sure. You've had a fair bit of success with the family too, looking through this horse's lineage. Uh, Damien Chirpy chuckles, idle times, etc. I think Ken Griffey uh, bred You Are My Sunshine. He seems to have bred a few, but this might be one of his best. Look, Lindsay's bred all them horses, and he's been a good supporter of ours, as, as uh, Frank and Maria. Um, and with the brothers, we've still got idle times, just about due to resume. Uh, he's, a, he's a nice horse um, that hasn't uh, hit his full potential yet. And I've got to be honest, when Lindsay said early days, this stallion that he's going to go to, Hurricane King Cole, I thought, I've never heard of him. And um, But Lindsay does a fair bit of research. And looking looking at the, the King Coles up in Queensland this season, like there's been a few two-year-old races where the whole field's been uh, Hurricane King Coles. And, you know, he's got a couple of real good ones over in America. So, like, this horse is, I think, thrown to the father. But the other... You know, the, the mother has produced some nice horses, um, you know, before before him, for sure. You can put Hurricane King Cole on the map with this one, Damien. Well, geez, you know, I, I, I said early days I'm, when we took him uh, for a run with, uh, against Idle Times, I thought uh, anyone out there that's got a King Cole should be happy they got one because we're happy with ours. And, you know, we've only got one and, and um, you know, we're, we're wrapped with him. So I guess the focus now turns to next Tuesday night at Bendigo when we kick off the Vic Bread Super Series, the Alabar Vic Bread Super Series for pacing with the, the first of those two-year-old Colts and Goldings heats. You must be really looking forward to getting stuck in there. Look, definitely. Uh, this is what it, you know. This is what it's all about. Like we've had a long, a long preparation with this horse. We started on him in November 2017. We started on him, and we haven't actually. Uh, he hasn't left the stable, so it's been a slow. Uh, process and like you, you know, you couldn't put a dollar value on the time that we've spent on this horse. But this is, this is, you know, what we, why we think we've, we've done it is, um, I think we've got him right at the right time of year. And going into this series, like there's some nice, you know, nice horses and, you know, things might have to go right for him to, to win something like this. But at least probably after Saturday night, he's, you know, things go our way. We're a chance, and you know that's nice to sort of nice to know. Fantastic, Damien. Well, congratulations on the win at the weekend. Good luck with the upcoming uh, Vic Bread Super Series. Thanks very much, guys.
Damien Burns there joining us here on One Out, One Back. And, of course, Mick, we've got some really exciting racing coming up, two of the big series on the radar. Firstly, here in Victoria, obviously, it's the Alabar and Elder Perrin uh, Park uh, Vic Bread Super Series for the Pacers and Trotters up in New South Wales. We've also got the Breeders' Challenge semi-finals, which we're going to talk about uh, shortly. But on Vic Bread, uh, these are horses that race for, if you're Vic Bread, $9.13 million more stake money than non-Vic Bread horses. Yeah, it's an essential scheme, isn't it? And it's, God, this is the showcase of it, the Vic Bread Super Series. I love it. It's my favourite time of the year, Codes, because we get to see some very, very good young horses start to emerge. And the, the chapters can often change from the first heat to the semi to the final, and you really start to see who the stars that are going to step up. And then that sort of often carries us through the Breeders' Crown, which is uh, the big race to royalty at the end of August. And it all kicks off this week, of course. We've got different uh, different dates for the, the heats working through to the semis. Have you got the... the the, uh, the schedule up there? Yeah, we kick off Tuesday night at uh, Bendigo, which is the two-year-old boys, and it's onto the... Th- oh, sorry, two-year-old boys and girls. Onto the three-year-old pacing girls and boys. That's at Kilmore on June 20. And then the four-year-olds kick, uh, finish off for week one at Ballarat on June 21. So next week's all about pacing, the following week about trotting, then we move on to the semifinals and into the finals. Fantastic. And one uh, one fellow who I'm pretty sure is going to play a big role in the uh, Vic Bread Super Series, hopefully the, both the pacing and trotting, is uh, gun raisman Jason Lee. And he's uh, on the line now on one out one back. Morning, Jason. Good morning, Cody. Michael, how are we going? Going well, mate. Great to have you on. We wanted to get you on to talk uh, Vic Bread, but also Saturday night's Alabar New South Wales Breeders' Challenge semi-finals. At this stage, you're down to drive uh, Jillaby Nitro, who's a horse uh, that you just must have a huge opinion of, winner of the APG final and also the Gold Crown. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm probably not going to go up this week, and Glenn's up there. He'll probably drive him, but uh, definitely um, he's been an amazing horse for his uh, two-year-old campaign, and He's done an awesome job, and um, hopefully he can get the job done again on Saturday night. Yeah, super impressive, obviously, in the APG. How did you see his Breathers Challenge heat? It was a little bit of a funny race after Focus Stride galloped in front of you and you had to just readjust, but um, always seemed to have it in control. Yeah, there was a little bit of um, action early, and it probably did him good. He just got to sit back in the field and learn just to race as a different pattern, and come with a run and yeah he was really good obviously he um sort of hit the front at the top of the straight and got out on his own by a length or two and switched off and just had to be reminded to to keep on um trucking but yeah he was fantastic and i think he'll improve off that and probably nice to have those little lessons i guess in the running for the horse as he continues to learn on the job yeah exactly you remember he's only a a two-year-old and um still only had a handful of starts so yeah it was nice that he um didn't have to be brushed off the gate and uh, out in front and doing all the work again. He just got to sit back and have a cosy trip and just learn what it's like to sit in and relax. Jason, the team's got him up for two big finals and he's uh, produced in both so far. How, how big a challenge is it keeping a two-year-old with such uh, ability up for these big races and getting them up for the Group 1s uh, time after time? Yeah, it's always a challenge. Um, that's, that's what we're in it for, yeah. You love the challenge. If things were easy, then it um, would get probably a bit boring. So it's pretty hard to, to get a horse up for them. Good races, any horse, but let alone a two-year-old on the road. It's um, it's pretty um, pretty uh, awesome when you can take them on the road and be able to win. So, um, yeah, very, very thrilling to be able to go and travel with him and, and win those races. And do you think he's still he's still trending up at this stage as a as a two year old? I mean, obviously career wise, he's he's trending up. Is he is he getting better and better and still got a real zest for it uh, at this stage of the campaign? Yeah, to be honest, he has um, 
Glenn's been up there and, and Lockie Cook um, looking after him the last couple of weeks now. I um, drove him and come home and, um, yeah, look, they've been really happy with him and he's just got a, a will to, to race and, and loves to race. So, yeah, he seems to handle his work and still eating Tucker great. And, um, he's been freshened up after each of them big ones. So I think there should be no worries to, to go again. And um, he had a, a really good battle with Be Happy Mac. Um, up there in Queensland, and he was an awesome run. So he's probably the other one out of the other heat in crunch time. There's probably a couple others that will emerge after Saturday night. But, yeah, it's a really good series, and um, hopefully we can get him through and go from there. We certainly looks well-placed to advance through from the semifinals at Menangle on uh, Saturday night, 7.19pm. He goes around from gate two, which looks like a pretty nice chance for him just to find the front again and dictate terms. Absolutely, and we wanted to quickly talk about the Vic Bread races before we let you go, Jason. Is there any uh, any horses that listeners should be following from your point of view uh, that you'll be aiming at the Vic Bread Super Series? Um, yeah, hopefully um, should have a few drives throughout the Vic Bread. It's always um, an exciting time of year here in Victoria and something that you always set yourself forward to, to try and have, have um, a big campaign around that. And um, obviously, Mum will have a few here at home, and the and the boys that um, they'll be aimed at. It. But, um, yeah, probably Julie Madonna's our leading leading chance in that uh, brigade. There's a couple other two year olds in that that haven't really raced or done much yet that may be able to go around in the heat because they're um, just keep pointing in the right direction between now and then. And there's a few others that'll poke around a, a few trotters or paddies and um, just see how they go. But yeah, Julie Madonna would probably be the leading hope here at home. No, exciting times ahead. Jason, as always, thanks very much for joining us here on One Out, One Back. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Shortly we'll uh, talk about the upcoming uh, Maryborough Redwood Carnival uh, with some information regarding bookings. Before that, though, uh, Cody and Michael, what else can we talk about? Uh, The Italian Cup, is that uh, coming up at Kilmore tonight? No, it's actually coming up at Melton on the weekend, uh, Andrew, but it is, uh, it is a time-honoured race. Oh, okay, so I've crossed the two lines on my sheet, haven't I? No, all good, all good. Yeah, it looks like an absolute rip of the tab multiplier, Italian Cup. A really good field. Of course, a lot of the hypes around Soho Tribeca returning. It's going to start on the outside, the front row from Michael Stanley. And look, it looks to have this race probably on its racket, but there are some nice swoopers, especially in the likes of Magical Man. Bernie Winkle is racing really well, and Rishi will keep an honest pace. So it should be a good race, but great to see Soho Tribeca back. Yeah, Rishi's absolutely flying, and Bernie Winkle, he, he grows another leg when he's able to find the pegs. He's such a fast horse off that sort of run, so he's drawn perfectly, but Soho Trebecca, uh, a chance for Mick Stanley to bring two fast class stars back in two weeks, uh, which would be exciting. And also, we should quickly touch before we hopefully speak to Michael Gadsden on uh, Hurricane Harley Mick, who I think is going around tonight at Gilmore. Yeah, correct. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how he steps out. We expect this will be him. He looks to have a clear class advantage in tonight's race. We'll be expected he'll be able to do it quite comfortably, albeit I think off the second row. But um, just looking to see that electrifying speed we saw. It was. Last season, we haven't quite seen it this season. Hurricane Harley was extraordinary last season. It was amazing to watch. Mm. I just want to see him pick him up and spit him out again like he did last year, just to show that his Vic bread is going to be right in the Poetry in motion, that Poetry. horse, when it stretches oh, out. Extraordinary. We look forward to that. In fact, uh, just pushing up for my support of the Italian Cup moving to Kilmore, Giuseppe Di Natale has rung in off air to say he'd love to see uh, the race there. He lives in East Kilmore. Um <laughs> 
We'll see jo- what we can do. <laughs> joining us is Michael Gadston to talk about uh, information regarding the uh, Miraburra Carnival uh, at Redwood Carnival, of course, and the train trip there. Uh, Cody and Michael, have you either of you caught the train down there and joined the throng that do that? We absolutely have, and uh, it's a it's a magnificent uh, experience. If you if you get a chance, make sure you book. I know it sounds like we have to say that because we're selling it, but honestly, Mick, it was a, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Oh, it's very unique. It's uh, at the trots.com.au. You'll see a link straight through to the Redwood Rattler site. Tickets are available now. They've only just gone on sale this week, so I certainly urge people to get in early and snap up their tickets. It's August four, Sunday, August four is the uh, save the Redwood day. day. Absolutely, and a couple of big guns there, Mick, uh, this year for the entertainment. Yeah, I believe. I believe so. I believe we may even have Brendan Baker and Paul Campbell on board, which is very exciting to talk a lot of trots with um, those who take the trip. It's, it's a special occasion. It's a very harness racing involved, but it's actually something, if you just enjoy a lovely train trip to a nice country day in the races, this is it as well. And I'll tell you who loves a nice day at the races uh, in the country. It's Michael Gadsden, who's a young gun trainer, joins us now. Uh, Mick, welcome to One Out, One Back. Uh, thanks, fellas. How are we going? Now, going well, mate. Now, the reason we wanted to get you on, you've got a two-year-old trotter, uh, name Insatiable Gem. I think you're, you're targeting the Vic Breed Super Series, the Elder Baron Park Vic Breed Super Series, but you've always said to me you'd love to have a runner in the Redwood one day. Yeah, that's it. It's just a race that's sort of really captivated me over the years since I've sort of moved down this way. And When I was working for um, Peter Manning, he always had a runner or two in the Redwood. It was just a day that you really looked forward to. What is it about the Redwood that sort of stands out? It's a fantastic atmosphere at Maryborough. Yeah, I think that's what got me the first year when I'd, I'd sort of moved down here and, you know, the whole all trot day and that's sort of the gate that I've really, really taken a fancy to and just the whole atmosphere at Maribyrnong, like the first year I went there, there was a huge crowd, you know, just to get the babies to do it right on that sort of stage, you know, it's a good effort and, you know, that's sort of really what sells it for me. Well, let's look at Insatiable Gem trial twice at Maribyrnong, so it knows a little bit about the track. What gives you the confidence that it's ready to, I guess, go from... Um, an untried horse straight into the big time. Oh, I've always had a bit of an opinion of it um, since she was broken in. We bought her out of the truck sale last year. She was, she was sort of bred to get up and go on the two Her mother, I think, ran fourth in Redwood, I think. And she's um, quite a big type, but always had a big wrap in her. But um, we've got a qualified one aiming her for the size, sort of the first run, the heat of the size, in four months' time. And, She'll um, only improve on the run. Like she's sort of a bit, bit of a progressive sort of type. So hopefully by the time Redwood comes around, she'll be, she'll be primed and ready to go. For us non-trainers, tell us about getting a baby trotter up and going uh, as opposed to a pacer. Just manners is interesting, uh, Michael, uh, for us, uh, as I say, non-trainers. Um, they're obviously super important. How much can you teach manners into a baby trotter? And how much do you, is it just crossing your fingers and hoping for the best? Yeah, well, it's a bit of both. Like she was... She's been pretty easy. She got off on a good start. I sent her straight up to Dad after we bought her, and he broke her in. And she always done everything pretty well and had a lot of manners. And we never we were lucky with her. We never really had to teach her to trot or sort of use any weight or anything. She was pretty natural gaited, and, uh, pretty relaxed sort of type. So she was quite easy actually. But they can take a lot of time. It's just about patience and you know just trying to develop those manners and take them slow. Let them tell you when they're ready to go. For sure. And before we let you go, uh, Michael, we're running out of time here. You've got one at Horsham, I believe, at the weekend in the summer cat to debut for the stable? Yeah, hopefully you get a run with him at Horsham. He trialled on Sunday as well at Maribyrnong. Find a couple of pretty handy ones. Um, well bred. We've only had him for probably 10 weeks, but he's, he's come a long way. But hopefully he can turn his manners around. He's had a few starts and done a lot wrong. But hopefully we can uh, trot all the way and he should give a good show, I think. 
Absolutely. Well, we look forward to seeing that. And, mate, good luck with Insatiable Gem going forward towards the, the Super Series and the Redwood. Uh, I'd love to see you uh, have some fun with that horse. No worries. Thanks very much, fellas. Michael Mike. Gadston. Cody and uh, Michael, we're going to wrap it up now and you enjoy your weekend and we'll speak next week. Can't wait. Andrew, thanks very much. Cheers, Mick. Look forward to it. Want to hear one out, one back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.